This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Inside the Electric Factory, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. We'll get to some of your reaction here in just a second. One last thought that I had to run past you, Arthur Motes. And I was thinking about this last night. I was leaving the uh, the Steelers complex, the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, which, by the way, real quick, oh, cousin, first time in two years that I got to experience the wonders of the Steelers cafeteria mm-hmm, once mm-hmm. again. You know, we've said it on the show before. Hey, man. There's only two things Come on in now. life that are undefeated. Come on Father now. time and Come the Pittsburgh Steelers chefs. I, I, listen, I feel like they only employ Michelin chefs That's it. down there. That's it. Like, not like the tire guy. No, no. We're talking about the five-star yeah. restaurant. Michelin yeah. restaurants. Absolutely. Arthur like, you know we coach it over here. Come on. Come, Come on, on West, man. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Hey, I knew, I knew you knew. Bank. I knew you knew. You Please. feel me? I, I knew you knew. Yeah, finer things in life over Let's here. Let's go, man. Um... The menu last night, other than they had Big Shot Bob's wings and oh, pizza on deck, too. Shout out to the pizza. But that was Bro. almost like the late night snack. Man, if that's the late night snack. Dinner, Arthur Let's get it. Filet. Crab stuffed lobster tail. Oh, my And gosh. mac and cheese. Oh, it was good to be back. Almost to heaven, baby. Yeah, and you guys thought I was in a bad mood last night. How can you be in a bad mood with that kind of treatment? Mood with crab stuffed lobster tail and a fillet. With a fillet and some mac and cheese. And, and then when you're Ooh. done eating that, and you're like, you know, I need the late night snack. You got the big shot. Big shot I was Bob's. like, bruh. I was worried because we know how expensive chicken wings are now yes. with, the, with the supply line and everything. I think yes. Mr. Rooney might have spent a million dollars on Bro, chicken wings, wings last like night. Bro, wings is like $2 a leg it's right a good now. Thing it's they crazy, saved man. money on the Edmonds contract. Yeah. Oh, wow. They, they, <laughs> they spent a fortune in food last night. Was that a bad? Was that a mean joke? Was that a bad joke? It was an honest joke, though. Okay. Every joke got a little bit of honesty well, to it. Ain't that the truth. Kind of like when we say, you know, hell a bit. Before we, <laughs> wait, so you're saying that's a joke? All right, there we go. Thank you very much. It's a joke before for you, we... but it has a little bit of truth in it because, you know. I, yeah, I ain't letting you do this again. Before, sure? we, before we get to your tweets and your reactions, uh, this is what I wanted to run by you. That I was When I left the Steelers facility last night, about 1230, I'm driving home, and I just have to say, everyone knows this, but my goodness, there are few things in life as calming and relaxing and as, and as enjoyable mm-hmm. as driving through downtown Pittsburgh at nighttime. The lights, the reflections off the water, the no traffic. It's mm-hmm. just, it beats the French Riviera, if you ask me. Oh, talk about it. I mean, I ain't ever. See, I know you've been there. Don't you got like a, a time show out there or something? Uh, no comment. No, That's I that wish man. I was making that. If I was making that much money to have a timeshare in France, I don't I got know a timeshare in the south of France next to Diddy House. <laughs> I'm driving home, and this is this is what I thought about. Like, the... Kenny Pickett at 20 pick for the Steelers. I love it in this aspect. Mm-hmm. I think the Steelers, like, they're making themselves a little vulnerable with this selection. And what mm, I what here's elaborate. Like, Let's yeah, go. Here's what I mean by that. They're like they're putting themselves out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they they haven't changed a head coach or a quarterback in 15 years. Yes. And so that that always comes with the territory in that regard. But there's going to be a lot of people who question 
did you take the safe pick? Mm. You know, uh, people think Willis has more upside. People think Ritter has more upside. Yeah. You just went with the guy next door because you've seen him for five he's years. he's next door. And you're comfortable with him, and you think he's got a high floor, and you can't really mess yeah. it up. To me, and, and you know, for, for that to be the first-round pick for the last time Kevin Colbert is in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's something that people are going to talk about. His, as his it, lasting legacy. As, as it relates to his legacy. I did see somebody say, man, I'm glad he's retiring. Well, as soon as they made that jerk. pick, I said, wow, y'all are cold-blooded. Y'all are cold-blooded. <laughs> I said, y'all don't like it's, Kenny Pickett that much that you're glad that, if, like, what? If they if they take Devin Lloyd there, they take somebody yeah. else, right? They take uh, McDuffie, who Correct. went the very next pick. Mm-hmm. They're not quite putting themselves out there. There's always some vulnerability with your right. first-round selection. Like, people remind them at nauseum about Terrell Edmonds, right? Yes. Now, he should have been a third-round pick. That's what everyone says. But to take that guy in that spot, the mm-hmm. first quarterback off the board, the first time you've drafted a quarterback in the first round in 18 years when Kevin Colbert's on the way out, like, it's a it's a vulnerable selection. Yes. Like, I think a lot more people would give them the benefit of the doubt if they took Malik Willis and it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. right? Because at least they took a chance. At least they were swinging for the fences. Yes. They went for the, the, the high and upside the, the guy, more, the guy that could right. potentially be something special. The more I thought about it, I, I love that angle because they must really have conviction in, in him being the guy. Well, I thought that they had conviction in him being the guy. Also, when you look at all these guys on the board, they could have chose whoever they wanted to choose. The fact that all of them were available and they chose him was the part for me that did make me feel a lot more better about the situation. Because if Malik Willis goes a couple of picks prior to that, we don't necessarily know without a shadow of a doubt that Kenny was their guy. Sure, because they could say because, he was on QB1. And, and we'll but... be looking and saying, well, that's because Malik was gone. Or the vice versa. If that's we took Malik by, and Kenny was gone, too. then yep. we'll be saying, well, we took Malik, but that was probably because Kenny was gone. We would never took him. Right. But when all of those guys are available at the same time and you didn't have to move up to get them, and that was the guy they went with, it did make me feel confident that, hey, they, I mean, we know they did their due diligence. We talked about how this is the most that they've ever traveled to see quarterbacks. This is the hardest they've ever scouted quarterbacks since going to get Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So with that, it does make me feel good that, hey, they must have a concrete plan. They must feel very certain that this guy is ready to come in here and help this team win games, whether it be beating out Mitch to start week one or if you think it's more of a down-the-line, you know, middle-of-the-season type concept. Or even if he has to sit for the whole first year, a a la Patrick Mahomes situation, which I don't think is to that extent. But if that were the case, they feel confident enough with their pick because all the quarterbacks were available to them. Outside of the wide receivers, you still had all the other positions available to you as well. Now, we know Kyle Hamilton was gone. But outside of that, you had everybody on the table. So this was the guy that they thought was the best player. This was the guy that they thought helps them the most. Not a wide receiver, not a linebacker, not a D lineman, not a cornerback, not a a safety. (laughs) Like, this was their guy. And for me, if you're that confident, I trust the organization. Because if they didn't think of me like that, I'm not here. Now, granted, it was through free agency, but they have to believe in you to a certain extent. Sure. And from my experience. And this is believing in a guy, too. No, a, without a, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. So from my experiences, man, when they believe in a guy, they've done their homework, and they feel like they're getting the guy that they truly want and they truly think can help them win games. So I err on that side, which is why I've been saying, hey, I like this competition now. I like this because they see something in Kenny. They see something that separates him. I don't know what it is right now, 
But they feel like, hey, we got the guy that we wanted. I mean, even when you go back and look at the video of Coach Tomlin making the call, he doesn't look as if he's unsure. He doesn't look as if he's, oh, man, I ain't really want to do this. You know, I wanted the other guy. No, nah, man, he's upbeat. He's happy. He's excited. He can't wait. And I do think there is a certain level of familiarity that comes with him being next door. You you get intimate access. When we're switching fields, when we're coming out there, those guys are still out there. We see them. When they got spring, we see that. It's right in front of us. We share the facilities. So I do think that that also helps when you're talking about just the, the interpersonal relationship that they're going to have with him. It's not going to be like if you were bringing in a Malik or somebody else where you got to build this foundation. You have to build this trust. We got to act like we've ne- like we've known each other even though we've just met. Right. With this, man, he understands the setup. He understands these coaches, and these coaches understand him. You look at the history. Who was Matt Canada recruiting while he was at Pitt? Kenny Pickett. So they know this guy extremely well, and he knows them also. So I do think that that intangible right there, even though it's not something that we can point to and say, hey, that makes him a better player, I just think that it gives more context to why they chose him and why I feel a lot more better about it even though I don't love it, I just feel better about it being him in that sense. Because, man, we can make a case that they know Kenny better than they know Mr. Trubisky. 100%. Oh, if, I don't, if think, you, I don't think you have it, to make a case. If you're Mad Canada. Yeah. If you're Mad Canada right now, you're saying, hey, man, I got two of my guys. I got a chance to say that I wanted Trubisky. We brought him in here. But I wanted Kenny Pickett at Pitt. That was the guy I was looking for. So to me, I do think that it's a good situation, man. And this is also going to give Matt Canada his clear, clean-cut evaluation. We talked about, hey, don't draft a player for that coach. Draft a player that we think can come in here and and just help this team out. And if it works with Matt Canada, great. But if Matt Canada isn't capable of doing it at the the NFL level, having that type of success, well, you don't want to have a a guy that only fits his offense. You want to have a guy that's versatile. Kenny Pickett answers that question. He checks that box. So, once again, I do think this is a good move. I just, like I said, I just don't love it. You like it. I like it. I just don't love it. Love it. And I like it more and more because of Coach T, because of Kevin Colbert. I trust them. I've got a good Mike Tomlin story for you from last night before we get out of here, uh-oh, too. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey, man. But first. Was he going to let you make the call? Yeah, you know what? That's, they actually <laughs> came out and they were like, Wes, what are you? I said, you know what? Let, just make Pittsburgh happy. Take Kenny Pickett. So you all should be thanking me, honestly. Ah, all right, They all wanted right. to draft Malik Willis, and I slapped the card out of their hands. Yeah, you said, hell to pit, hell to pit. I wouldn't go that far, but fair enough. I, I said you gotta take that guy, you gotta take that guy from next yeah. door. Hey, my next door neighbor down there, Kenneth. Yeah. Let's get to some of the tweets here. We'll uh, we'll get to some more at the end of the show. Brian Backo gonna join us uh, about 15 minutes from now to give his thoughts on the selection of Kenny Pickett, a guy that he covered mm-hmm. while he was in college before Mr. Backo moved up to the uh, the big Stillers beat. Uh, Steel City Champs tweets us. Oh, and by the way, if you want to get your questions, comments, concerns, reactions in, it's at Wesley Euler at the body fifty two. The body. Steel City Champs says, pick one, Kenny Pickett. The good, his accuracy. The bad, his small hands. The ugly, hoping that this pick doesn't backfire on Kevin Colbert and Matt Canada. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Are we? We're gonna do that small hands thing too, aren't we? I mean, it's relevant just because you look at the turnovers that he's had, the fumbles yeah, that he's had. Fumbles. It's relevant. All right, can I give you another one of those factoids mm-hmm. that everyone's going to call me a hater, but I know you know it's just me being the the savvy news hound mm-hmm. that I am. 
there's there's been a debate over the hands thing, right? And the Kenny, the weather, and oh, he played in Pittsburgh and played right. in Heinz Field. You know, he, he uh, how can his hands matter? And then like you just pointed out, when you look at the numbers, thirty eight fumbles. Yeah, and you also look at the time of year that they play versus that's, when the weather actually that's where gets I was bad. Going with this because. <laughs> Again, I don't like to dime out people, but somebody in the media room last night made mm. a joke about that. Oh, yeah, well, Kenny Pickett will never know how to play at Heinz Field in the elements. I went and looked. Mm-hmm. Five years. Exactly. You want to know how many games he played in December? Mm. Talk about it. Zero. Well, sorry, I should say, I should clarify, because he played in bowl he played games in the game. yeah, championship yeah. game. But those how are many, not in Pittsburgh. How many yes. home games Correct. at Heinz Field he played in the month of December mm-hmm. in his college career? Zero. Mm-hmm. None in January either. Yep. And if you live in western Pennsylvania. Talk about it. You know that there is a big difference between November weather mm-hmm. and December and January weather. Thank you very much. So that's all. That's not me being a hater. That's just something that I wanted to research last night because you hear that a lot. Yes. Well, he played in Pittsburgh. He played at Heinz Field. Not in December. Mm-hmm. Not in January when it's crunch time, when it's winning time, and it's three degrees outside. Yes. It's different which, than, which, which both of us can attest to. It is extremely I'm not saying that that's, I want to be times. clear with this too. I'm not saying that that's a, a, a huge concern for me. I'm just saying don't don't give me the sarcastic. Oh yeah, how could Kenny Pickett ever play in Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between playing in November mm-hmm. and before Thanksgiving than playing when old Jolly Saint Nick is sliding down yes. the chimney. And if you're from Western Pennsylvania, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and that is something that I do think. Like you said, they they try to overlook it by. Oh, he played at Pittsburgh. It's like no, it's different. It is. Did, it is a but it's big different, than different when you're talking about that time of year, field. man. It is. Yeah, and that's why I said it is also relevant when you look at the fumbles, when you look at the turnovers. All of that matters. So, I agree, and that's why I don't care as much about the hands thing. But I also don't. I, I don't. Don't give me the well. He's he, he's played at Heinz Field in the winter time. November ain't really the winter. Mm-hmm. It's like the fall. At least not compared to December and January and February. Although I ain't gonna lie to man, he you, won't be playing home games I, I, in February. I'm not gonna lie, you, you, you felt how cold it was the other day or cool. Wednesday. I thought it, I thought it was back in the day going winter. <laughs> I said, man, what is going on here? Wallace tweets us and says, Kenny Pickett needs a haircut. I mean, come on, Wallace, don't be that guy. Ah uh, man, come on, man, don't do that. Rod tweeted and said, I wanted to call in so bad last night on the live show. <laughs> You guys, everyone thinks that I was like sitting at the Steelers facility crying when this pick came down. Man, my man Wes was was had a had a big old belly full of food. I that's what's going on. I root for the story. I root for the entertainment. The what makes our job easy. And my goodness, for 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 content purposes, Kenny Pickett getting selected to pick twenty. Yeah, is what's best. For business. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not even that deep. I'm very shallow. I was just rooting at the fact that the draft is starting and the draft is getting closer to being yeah, over. And I don't have to keep talking about oh, prospects and watching I'm film. I'm tired of watching film with all these young college kids. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm a scout. Scout. I feel like a scout. Jason tweets us, why can't he pick it when Malik Willis was still on the board? Yeah. And I said, why, why? Tell, Tell them, them that, that it's still in nature. nature. I said, it's still in nature. Why? Why did they take the pit guy? Because <laughs> he had a good tie. Oh, because he living next door. And I said, oh. <laughs> Rod also says that he believes it is still a uh, an open competition 
in the quarterback room. Yes, indeed. Uh, Steel City Champs says Arthur Motes has been stirring that pot since last night. He'll add you a seasoning to that pot. Be careful. Since last night, Steel City, he's been, he been, he been stirring on, that pot since man. February. Come on, And speaking of last night, man, um, I was at an uh, event at Hinesville uh, okay. uh, with some sponsors and stuff like that, okay. man. Ran into a couple of very, very loyal listeners, man. Nice. Um, cat named Tim um, and his wife, man, were there. What's up, Tim? I'm, I'm talking, man, to the point where he's like, yo, not only do I listen to you guys live. He's listening right now, by the way. Shout out to him. He said, but he also listens on replay. Oh, that's, how, that's he, how you he, know. He's he's one of the, he said every single day he so listens to us. So he's CR yes. dedicated. Yes, yes. He says, man, he says, wifey gets in the car on days we're not days we're not live, and it's already tuned up. It's ready to roll. I was I was impressed. I mean, and then you hear some of the, the context that he's given, the jokes. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're aware. You're very much aware. So salute you, Tim, and your, and your lovely wife, man, from last night, man. Definitely had a fun time with you guys, man. But, yeah, man, had to give him a little shout-out, shout baby. Uh, what Juju been hating Akora for? I mean, we might have to change up. The, two of those guys aren't with the team anymore. You know what? We'll keep oh, it. We'll keep it. Oh, you're right. Ooh. Oh, three of those guys aren't with the team. Juju, Ben, and Hayden. Oh, you are Three-fifths right. of the name it, guys in your name are ah. oh, no. It's all right. It's all right. We're going to let it slide because it's... it's no, we not. It's ah, real to me. You got to change your name. Ah. <laughs> he says, y'all are hilarious this morning. Uh, Kenny is going to bring together the Mountain State with Pittsburgh. He's our bridge. <laughs> like a bridge over troubled water. What's his nickname? I thought it was KP. KP? No, he had a cool nickname. I'm saying like Kenny Pittsburgh, uh, Pickettsburg, uh KP, See, but you're gonna do K- yeah. the, you, get, the, you hype up the nickname. That's what you're you supposed more, to do. You put more pressure at the I, feet, I, at the feet of the challenger. For it. Hey, listen, I'm throwing fuel to the fire. Okay, I'm all for it. The Kenny Pickett train starts. Let's get it going, baby. Matt says we still have the fourth best quarterback in the division. But we got two of the fourth best quarterbacks in the division. Ha ha! It's context, ladies and gentlemen. All these other teams that they lose a quarterback, they're not improving. Quantity, not quality, is what you're telling me. Exactly. Everyone knows the the saying: if you if you have two quarterbacks, you have two. You're in a really good spot. Yes, you have two of them. So if Lamar were to go down, they don't have the fourth best quarterback. Ha ha! They don't have the first best. But we have two guys. Yes. G Rob tweets me and says, "We win." Arthur Motes is a high level instigator. Don't (laughs) fall into the trap, like. He is. You guys know if Arthur Motes would have played hockey, I mean, he'd be like that guy on the fourth line who just hey, everybody just, on the other team. You know what it is. He'd be Tom Wilson. That you know exactly what it is. You know exactly what it is. Minus all the headshots. I was about to say. Hey, I, I, not, I, I want to do all the jankiness. You're right. You're right. But I yes, mean, you lay people out. You just do it cleanly. Yes, yes. yes, for the most part. Jake tweets and says, "This has been great. It's all good, Wes. It's okay to cheer and get excited for Pickett." He says, I'm not a fan. I don't cheer for anybody. What do you mean? What do you mean no, cheer? I, just, I don't like the term What do you mean cheer? cheer? Like, it's yo, just a person. It makes me feel like, when did you get like all, I'm 16 like, years old like with bro, my terrible towel cheer. hanging out of my back pocket. No, and like, don't let the insecurity show up. It's okay to cheer for players. It's okay. It doesn't make you. The, I cheer for the team. I'm old school. I always care about don't the make team. It, it don't make you less of a fan. In my day, we didn't even have our you names on the saying? back of jerseys. Yeah, he's like, yo, I can't. What do you mean? I cheer, cheer for a player. What do you mean by that? Wait, wait, how do you cheer for a player? I don't got to clap. What? Get up. You never see me do that. I ain't do anything. Like, yo, you watch Steeler games. You have an emotional reaction to them. Come on, baby. You cheering. An emotional reaction? You have an emotional reaction. Come on, I, I, I say we really about to say you don't have an emotional reaction to anything that happens. 
No, That's, I do. I do. Okay, I do. okay. I was about to say, cool boy, now, bro. I, I do. I do. I do. Even though I'm I'm older now, and you know. Oh, why you're older now? How I'm old are you, Wes? I'm older than I. How old are you, Wes? Every second How old that goes by, US? I'm huh? as old as I've Come ever on. been. How about that? <laughs> I'm older today than I was I'm, yesterday. I'm older right now than I was when we started this segment. <laughs> Jones tweets us and oh, says, no. uh, "I'm just glad we didn't get a, a another label of a high ceiling guy. Anyone mesmerized by the potential of guys like Willis?" Uh, doesn't ever keep in mind all the previous failed experiments like him. I'm including Trubisky in that, too. You know, potential is that dirty P word, Arthur mm-hmm. Motes. Uh, May tweets us and says, Arthur Motes ribbing Wesley Euler had me laughing so hard. You two are funny. We we do hope, uh, we hope that it's entertaining for you guys. Listen, they always say if we're having a good time, then the listener is having a good time. So we try to keep that same energy with all that we do. We do. And yes. we occasionally get people who are like, well, can't you guys just talk football and stop being so goofy? And you but- know what we say? We say if y'all want that, you better go to another station. But if, make sure you leave a five-star review on the way out and subscribe to the podcast. Still is Blitz, and that's Blitz with a Z, if you are not already subscribed, okay? Just throwing that out there. If you want our old hits, buy our old albums. Exactly. Zach tweets and says, as an Ohio State fan watching us trade it for Devin Bush, I know you're paying with the picket pick, but if and when Kenny Pickett starts winning, you'll feel better. Mm. Yeah. You know, Arthur Motes, can we, can we, can we go there real quick? Talk this whole yeah. thing is a win-win for me. It's mm-hmm. a win-win-win, actually. It's oh, a win it's at a three win, levels. Win, win. The first level is... Win-win. This is something like that. Win-win-win-win. Win-win-win-win. Curve everything else. Win-win-win-win. The first level is, this is just tremendous for the content and the conversation, yes. not only for the rest of the offseason, but for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. The second win for me is that... It either works out, mm-hmm. and we don't have to wander in a post-Ben Roethlisberger quarterback wasteland yep. for decades like we had to after Terry, or it wins out for me. It wins for me because if he doesn't work out, all you people who have been in my mentions, mm. all you people who have been flooding my phone with text messages. What, what you mean, you people? Just know there's always receipts. Mm. So it's a win-win-win. Oh. I'm... I'm okay. actually, as more time goes on, I'm uh-huh. very excited about this. Okay, okay. Question is, are you ever going to get a Kenny Pickett jersey? No, I've said this to you before. Yes. The only other Steelers jersey I need is an Arthur Motes one, honestly. I just wanted to double check. That's all, you know, a new information. Yeah, I never, you, you never had a quarterback always, from Pitt. I'm always going to wear my Troy Polamalu jersey. You've never had so a quarterback from to... Pitt. You never, I've never seen you have to but, cheer for okay, a quarterback from Pitt. This is different you. now. I've always said this, and I've, yes. I've been true to it, mm-hmm. and you, you're going to laugh at me. I, I can't wear a jersey of someone who's younger than me. No, I I, and if you, I understand if you that do, concept, that's, though. Like, that's fine. I I'm do understand knock, that, bro. I'm not knocking the people who do it. It's yes. all personal preference, though. And so that's why, like, a, it'd be one thing. Like, T.J. Watt's about, I mean, he's he's two or three years younger than me. About yeah. the same age as me, right? I mean, Kenny Pickett is 10 years younger than me, yeah, almost. I he's definitely, seven or eight years younger I than me. I definitely understand that concept. He looks older than concept. I do, yes. right? <laughs> But I just, that's just a personal thing. And I'm not ripping on anyone. Like, if, if, if you're 70 years old and you're, buying a, Kenny, and you're yeah. buying a Kenny Pickett jersey, I don't care. Like, I want you to do what, yeah. what you like and what makes you happy. I just don't, I've always kind of been weird. Like, I, I don't know. All my jerseys are from the guys that I loved yes. when I was growing yes. up and in my teens and in my early 20s. Yeah, literally, I don't think I have any. I'm trying to think the youngest person jersey that I might have is LeBron. And he's older he's than older. Yeah, that's at least still older. He's two, two years older than me, yeah. I think the youngest jersey of a person I have is Phil Kessel. Yeah. And he's like a year or two older than me. Right. Uh, Top Cat tweets us and says, Malik is a special player. Pickett is average. At best, he's Kirk Cousins. This is horrible. Well, I've seen the Kirk Cousins. I've seen the Tony Romo comparisons. I've seen the uh, 
even not right not to the full extent of Ryan Tannehill, but like in that same class of quarterback. So I mean, I can understand. I mean, but at the same time, when we talk about Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins led his team to the playoff on multiple occasions. He's won a playoff game on the road in New Orleans, walk off style, if I remember correctly. So it's it's one of those things. Not every quarterback is a Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all bad quarterbacks either. And that is one of those misconceptions when we talk about Kirk Cousins and those guys I just mentioned. I feel like they do get lumped in as bad quarterbacks solely because they're not great quarterbacks. Similar thing for Jimmy G. They lump him in as a bad quarterback solely because he's not a great quarterback. But there are different tiers of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes. You just got to respect it. And I do think that Kenny could still fit in that mold as a starting quarterback. You can still win with Kenny. I just don't think that he is to the same caliber of your Joe Burrows, your Deshaun Watsons, your Lamar Jacksons, et cetera. And that's the difference, from my opinion. Rico Suave tweets. Shout out to Rico. See, now this is what I needed today. Thank you, Rico. I see where you're coming from when you say you cheer for the team instead of individuals. I just want the Steelers to win. Individual stats is a plus, but just win. Yeah, so there you go, Motes. There are dozens of us. Dozens! But, but, but Tomo, he still said individual things are a plus, though. A plus. So he's still going to cheer for it when it happens. Yeah, we're splitting Thank hairs. you. Yeah, Tyler say. tweets us and he says, <laughs> the people who are saying that Kenny Pickett is 24, he has to play right away, Is that's probably the dumbest statement I've seen on Twitter. I agree with that, mm-hmm. but I also think you can say that, Tyler, and also say, if Kenny Pickett, if you sit him for a year, he's 25. Like, I I don't, I, I also think. But you said quarterbacks play to like 40. I don't that's think like he the new consensus, right? I don't think he has to play right away just because he's 24, but I don't think you draft a project at pick 20 in the first round who's, again, got five years of college experience of playing mm-hmm. 49 games as a starter to, 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 to groom him. Yeah. That's that that's my that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Like, And I know we've gone back and forth on this and the expectations and all that, but it's, it's unfair to an extent. But when you're a quarterback taken in the first round, the majority of the time – that's the case. Now, it's yeah. worked out for Lamar Jackson, worked out for Patrick Mahomes, all those things. But again, no one was screaming about how NFL-ready those guys were in their Very draft process. True. Everyone knew that it was going to be. I think everyone thought Kenny Pickett would step into a franchise and start right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be a little underwhelmed if that doesn't happen out of training camp. Were you surprised to see the teams that did move up that needed quarterbacks potentially yes. not yes. take those guys? Does that make you feel any less confident about us taking this guy when we could say that they need a quarterback a little bit more than us? Because those same teams are the teams Mm. that drafted dudes ahead of Cam Hayward, that drafted dudes ahead of T.J. Watt. Okay. I'll I'll give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt on that one. Fair enough. Because, hey, no one's perfect. No one bats a 1,000, but their their batting average on these things is at the top of the pecking order. Yeah, they're they're at the they're at the top of the National League, all right. Okay, in, okay, okay. In that regard, I thought they was in the American. Uh, one last one here before we go to break from Behev. Uh, you guys think they have to move Mason now? Feels like the writing is on the wall. They have no faith in him. Feels like a breakup is needed for both parties at this point. Well, only if it's a breakup between Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. I, I don't think they do. I we've talked about this. I don't. I I think having three people competing for a starting job in camp is tough because. There's only so many snaps and reps to go around. Mm-hmm. I'd rather it be a two-horse race than a three-horse race. But I think the value of potentially having Mason on the roster is better than anything you're going to get in return for him, at least for one more year. Yes, yeah, so I definitely would agree with that. Now, I know people are going to bring up the money element, the uh, $5 million that he would essentially have guaranteed to him once the season starts. Um, and obviously that would make you have 
three quarterbacks that are substantially paid in that quarterback room. Not overly breaking the bank, but just in the sense of when you're looking at, you know, their cap hits in that first year and some of the money that they're making, you don't want three guys making, you know, more than five mil a year when two of those guys aren't even playing. They can't even help you in any other element of the game. So I understand if that's the biggest reason why people want to move Mason. I'm fine with Mason staying and competing throughout the whole offseason and all through training camp. And then if you don't feel like he definitively beat out Mitch, because we know Kenny's here. Kenny's Kenny's going to point. be here. You but could, you could I, I want to keep him. On. Absolutely. Yeah. I would keep him. Let him compete throughout the preseason because it's very much a chance that he could be a better player than both of these guys. And in that terms of long term, but at least in the interim. And if that is the case, you would much rather have him out there starting than not have him on your roster. And I think that there is a potential for that to happen if you give him that chance. Now, based on the way the money is set up for him and Mitch Trubisky, it makes sense to have those guys stay there and compete because at the end of the day, you're not losing sleep over either one of their contracts the way they're currently constructed. So that's why for me, I say you keep them on throughout training camp. Now, at the end of the preseason, there could also it, yeah. be a team who has an injury at and one then of their they want to trade. So now you got a chance and, to get yeah. a little bit more capital for yeah. him. But at the same time, it's like, man, if you don't like what you saw, you don't think that he was better than than Mace, I mean, than uh, Mr. Biscuit. Well, then now you release him. Now you try to move him. You can go that route, and it's not going to cost you anything. And as long as you release him before the 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 opening the opening game, his money is not going to be guaranteed to him. So you'd be fine that way. We'll talk about all the happenings with our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette right around the corner. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Get those tweets in. We'll get to the last of them before we go. It's a Steelers Blitz on SNR.